This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the dreadful cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I am PK. And we are here to read, react to, and review the original Judge Dredd progs. Uh, we are on to our second omnibus now. We are! We've finished the first volume, the Dread, uh, the Complete Case Files. Complete Case Files, which was effectively issues 1 through 60 about. Yeah. Um, it, we finished, what, one volume of what, uh, 27? Something like that. Oh, uh, a lot of these. We have locked ourselves in. We really have. Uh, but <laughs> the good news is, um... The, there, it's going to get better over time. I know. It's, it's going to get better over time. We're, we're excited about that. Um, this second compendium is a pretty darn good read uh, so far. I'm very excited because I describe... Because I've, I've read... Yeah, you were uh, like a quarter of the way through this when you a said... A quarter to a the, third. Yeah, when you were like... Patrick, let me take a look at And then I stopped and we started going back over them, right? Yeah. Um... And that's so, been what uh, eight months? Yeah. My God. It's I got the I got the first five case files for Christmas. Uh, yeah, you did. In, uh, in 2019, so I'm excited for this. One thing I will I will say though, uh, our episodes. How I don't want to say this. I think that you know how a t when a television show comes out and like the first season or two they're trying to like find their rhythm or find what the show is and who the characters are. And the second season they nail it like Star Trek the Next Generation. I I haven't watched but but you know you know what I'm referencing. Yeah. I would describe this as dread starting to come into its own and the writers and the artists like finding their voice and finding their imagery cuz we're going to have so much world building in this shit. Right on. Like right a on. lot of world building. Um, as well as some cool Easter eggs. And the Devil Sore. Satanus. Satanus Rex. <laughs> Which we're going to come to meet eventually. Which we have talked at length about and and meet. Yes, at some point. Oh and which is the God. only thing that links the comic flesh to Judge Dredd. Um, this episode of our podcast, episode 23, we are going to be going over issue 61, 62, and 63 of Judge Dredd. Does that mean next week we're going to be doing 69? No, that'll be a, a, a oh, wait, two, two weeks. weeks from now. I can count. You can count. It's all right. We got it. I can't um, count. <laughs> I can't. Hey, what's, what's up? My name is Patrick. I never learned how to fucking read. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not... I never learned how to fucking read. <laughs> um, there is a, a foreword before this book starts. Okay. I'm not going to read it yet. All right. We're going to read it. At the end of the episode, because this kind of spoils something that's going to happen in the future. Because it talks about the Cursed Earth and a couple of missing issues that are not in our compendiums that we oh, do not have. Oh, that's right. We did yep. talk about this. But it, it also spoils something that I don't. I want you to experience. Okay. So, so I'm, um, right. what we're going to do is we're just going to start into issue 61, Cursed Earth Part 1. And this starts right into the Cursed Earth series right off the bat. So, uh... PK, if you would like to, open her up. Oh my god. Yeah, tell me what, what's going on here. Dude, it's, um, it's, um, you know, that movie with Bane. With Bane? Are you talking about Inception? No, no, the other movie with Bane. Are you talking about, uh, uh, 
The boxer guy with the mustache? Uh, no, the other one with Bane. You know, where he's like, um... He's like, um, Bane? No. The one where he's like a... He's, uh, he's you know, he has, he has moonshine. No, it's Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Like, Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, this is very much that. Um, we have... If you want to describe it, it's just it's a full two-page art. It's so cool. It's why do they have football helmets? All right, n- n- <laughs> don't uh, ask. Okay, so <laughs> it's just all these futuristic vehicles are are driving across a landscape. Yep. Someone then with Judge Dredd's clue there, yep. center center of the page. He's got he's on his uh, lawgiver bike. But there's a couple or of lawmaster bike. There's a couple of guys like in they're like cool futuristic tanks with. Turrets on top. You can see some judges are on them. Yep. But right next one was like, like, a, like, a, like a punk with a, like a sleeveless vest. And I can't tell who's on the same side or not. He's looking at Judge Dredd like he's angry and he's, and he's holding got, the gun. He's got like a revolver in his hand. Yep. But, and um, so just this mad cr- clash. There's like a, the, is that the Brotherhood of Darkness back there? <laughs> the Brotherhood of Night? Brotherhood of Darkness. You're, you're, you're right about the name. Um, uh, but I'm not, I'm not confirming or denying that. It's got the little... It's just chaos. It's just like vehicles going against people. There's explosions. explosions. There's guns firing. There are zombies? Possibly. Guys there's, in football helmets. There is... Uh, like, it's like a bearskin hat. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Like, or maybe a giant rat, perhaps. Like wheeling a dagger at Judge Dredd like that's going to do anything. And they're getting all like run over and blown up. And they've got like old, old-timey guns. And there appears to be in the in the sky above them, uh, like an asteroid belt of some oh, kind. Oh yeah, I thought that was just like weird explosions, but um, no, that's weird, like asteroids or something. So if you want to read our our big text across here, go for it. An impossible journey through a radioactive hell. Can even the judge survive the cursed Earth? Dun, dun, dun. And we have Judge Dredd calmly saying as he rides through the, the wasteland, running over and God. gunning down these He's people. He's so fucking calm. Never a dull moment when you're a 22nd century cop. <laughs> so, uh, this is the beginning, PK, of our cursed earth. What a way to pull me in, because I am interested. They, yeah, uh, we're going to, there's going to be a lot that we're going to discuss, okay? So... This uh, that's not the Brotherhood. Of, okay, so it's like well, we don't know that. Maybe we'll find out. But there, there are people, and they're very like primitive looking in a way. Yeah, so they're they're like guys with daggers versus guys with guns and vehicles. Yeah, and we do remember the Brotherhood of Darkness had like crossbows. They had and like bows crossbows and, and like maces and shit. M1 Grand from World War One. Yeah, they had old style old style rifles. So uh, we have as we turn the page, we see Chapter One, Forbidden Fruit, and I'm gonna stop us right here real quick. Because I forgot to mention, this issue came out April 22nd of 1978. All right. The script is not by John Wagner. It is by Pat Mills. Oh, wow. uh, Which is, I think that he penned most of The Cursed Earth. Um, Our artist is good old Mike McMahon McMahon. and letters by Tom Frame. But I think Pat Mills is now going to be a a bigger deal than he has been. All right. Um, So we're getting different writers. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he he does the entire... uh, Cursed Earth arc. Perhaps. You said there's like 15 issues, 25 parts. Wow. It's our biggest. It's an. It's called an epic. I mean, on the very back of the compendium, it says Dread Goes Epic. It's literally the Cursed Cursed Earth saga. All right. So, on the first, on the the when we turn the page, we see the Forbidden Chapter One, the Forbidden Fruit, and bloody writing. We see uh, a guy in the background of a room, 
hands on hips. Like, we see three judges with their hands on their hips. Yeah. We, one guy is well, not dressed like a judge. No. So he's probably just like a security guy. He's probably like a, like a prison guard or whatever. Uh, another guy is kind of like wimpy and balding. Kind of looks like Kevin from The Office, he, just not as heavy set. Yeah. I, I like that. I figure like Haskell from, uh, um,. You know, other scrolls. You know, like the. Do you remember the god of madness? He had like a little wimpy sidekick dude. Oh god, no, no. Okay. He reminds me of. He reminds me of that guy from uh, uh, the sad sack guy from Scrubs. Yeah, the um Ted, Ted, Ted the lawyer. Yeah, Ted. Oh, my chicken! It looks like it looks like a like him in a in a judge's uniform. Oh my god, he's bald and everything. He's bald and everything. Yeah. Um, and in, in the close foreground we have Judge Dredd. Uh, he's standing, arms. On his uh, one arm, one arm on his hip. He's shaking hands with a man. He's shaking hands with a man, in who's inside of like a plastic or glass dome. We don't. The know. way he's shaking hands is like there's a little there's little gloves that you can like stick. You know, like like uh like you're like ha handling hazardous material or whatever. Yep. And the guy you can see inside there's like a a chair and a t uh like a television screen and it says a food sterile unit. Oh yeah, computer. it's like an airlock. You put the food in there and it's okay. It looks like a guy's quarantine basically. Yeah. Um and it says uh, I'll have you read the narrative text if you don't mind. Special Security Wing, Justice HQ, Mega City 1, Judge Dredd is called off patrol to meet an old friend. And as Judge Dredd is shaking the, the rubber arm of the guy, he's reaching out of the bubble. Um hello red. Long time no see. Here you got a hell of a story to tell me. Hell is the right word, Judge. In charge of the wing, Assistant Grand Judge Fodder. Oh God. His name is Fodder. I want to give him my best Ted voice. Go, go for it. He's he, he looks very much like Ted. <laughs> Dude, like, like his, his eyebrow ridges are like are like sad. He he's like, like he's got like this weak little chin. Like wimpy. He looks like a very wimpy judge. Yeah. Go for it. You'll have to excuse Red being inside a plastic bubble. Judge, the period of his quarantine is not up yet, but he has every comfort. Music, TV... Can we get on with it, Judge Dredd says in all bold. In the time I've wasted with you, Judge Fodder, I could have arrested five lawbreakers. He's a man of uh, action, not words. He, uh, he's not having much of this conversation. Shows Does not show Judge Fodder as much respect as the Grand Judge. No. Um. So we have... Uh, now we, 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 the bubble is behind the guy who, Red, who is in the bubble. Our, our, our camera is, like, behind the guy in the bubble. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Judge Fodder is saying, <laughs> Sorry, Judge Dredd, and I know you're a busy man. Go ahead, Red, go ahead. And Red begins to tell his story. Go ahead. <laughs> this is this is very uh, uh say don't show. Yes. Okay. Well, as you know, I'm a strato pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I fly the short haul, short haul planes between Mega City One and Mega City Two on the West Coast. So now we have confirmation of Mega City Two on the West yeah. Coast. First time. It was a nice, easy run, Judge. Then, then the plague came to Mega City Two. People dying in their thousands. Me and my men were the we. Me and my men were to deliver the vaccine, the only thing that could save the rest of the world from the terrible fate. Take it easy, Red. Just tell it. Oh, that's not Judge Red. Definitely, that's Judge. Uh, that's Judge Fodder. Sorry. Oh, okay. Take it easy, Red. Just tell it in your own way. So, we're gonna have a flashback now. Um, I'm gonna have you describe this panel because it's this fucking is awesome. Actually, fucking dope as hell. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so it's a little confusing. Okay, so there's, it shows this this ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell why there's so many a- asteroids, but whatever. There's a bunch of asteroids. Yes, it is flying over like an asteroid field. Yeah, but you can clearly see the surface of the Earth under it. You can see the the Mega City. I guess that's Mega City too. Possibly, yeah. Um, and it's just like so. There's like the layer of asteroids, and then there's the surface. Mega City Two looks like it's got a bunch of explosions around it, and there's a, a ship called the Strat Bat. Yep, <laughs> Strat Bat. Um, go ahead and read the uh, the narrative text as well, because that's going to be read. Okay. It was just two weeks ago we were headed towards Mega City Two, flying over the cursed Earth, the stretch of smoldering wasteland between the Mega Cities left over from the Atomic War. So, this is our first mentioning of the Atomic War in a while. Yeah, we haven't talked about that in a hot minute. Yep. And uh, some guy, we see some word bubbles coming out, and it's clearly that like a co-pilot the, the is crew, saying, yeah. "Yeah, the crew is saying, uh, gee, Red, sure looks like hell down there. Five hundred mile an hour winds, monsters, and savage muties." And Red responds, "Yeah, nothing grows in that desert. The Death Belt, one mile up, sees that, sees to that." Oh, the Death Belt. The Death Belt. That must be the asteroids. But we can assume. We'll get into more on that a little later. Uh, now we cut inside the cockpit, and we can see Red has got, like, a grizzled chin face going on. He's He's got, like, his uh, pilot helmet on, and there's a guy yeah. sitting to the next side of him. And they're making their this trip with this vaccine to Mega City 2. Yeah. Red says aloud, I sure am glad we're flying above it. Imagine trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Power through. Dude, imagine! Can you imagine, imagine trying to cross this on the ground? <laughs> Dude, it would be suicide! To which his co-pilot responds, We should be approaching the hole in the death belt above Mega City 2 in three minutes. And now we have a massive fucking awesome cityscape. cityscape yeah. um, it is very futuristic. We see like nine shuttle stop. We see Conapt 573... Uh, apartments, um, but it is a massive cityscape with a bunch of meteors over top of it. And they're not asteroids. just like boring, blocky buildings. They're cool, sci-fi, like weird shapes. It with, looks with spirals, uh, you know, roads, skyways, or whatever, <laughs> uh, walkiesies. Um, but it it looks very very similar to Mega City One. Like yeah, it, it just looks like another uh, sci-fi futurescape. Super dense. Um, and I'll read the narrative text here. Uh, Mega City Two. Covering 5,000 square miles of the oh, California shit. West Coast. Yeah. And along with Mega City 1 and Mega City 3. What? The only places of civilization left in America. I've never even heard of a Mega City 3, dude. Yeah. And mm. Andy, are we ever going to hear about Mega City 3 again? Here's the thing. I'm not sure that they don't mean Texas it's City. Because we've talked about that. Okay, we have talked about Texas City in the past. Yes, and we know that Texas City exists, and that's definitely a place of civilization. It has judges. So, is Texas City Mega City 3? Maybe. Maybe. No, we'll find out, maybe. I can look at its official name, but everyone just calls it Texas City, because it's in Texas. It's in Texas. Um, the <laughs> the co-pilot, as we see the... The, um, the ship is coming through kind of a hole in the bubble around... Um, Mega City. You see, like, there's a hole back there? Yeah. Um, the ship is coming through, and the co-pilot's saying, There it is! Hey, what exactly is this plague, Red? Well, I'll, I'll give you some, let me give you some information <laughs> really quick. Before the war, Master Broche. <laughs> <laughs> this is before the war. A disease left over from the Great Germ War. Yep. 
You know, the one that came after the Atomic War. Yep. Uh, <laughs> are you fucking on me? Nope. And none of these are the Great Holocaust. None of these are the Great. We're adding more. <laughs> so we have the atomic, the, the atomic war, the germ, the Great Germ War, and somewhere, I imagine either before or after that, the Great Holocaust. When did they give monkeys, apes, sentience? After the Holocaust. Okay. After the Great Holocaust. So that was whatever been... that was. <laughs> Whenever that was. You know, the one that came after the, uh, the Atomic War? Somehow it got back into the city. It turned people's skin gray and scrambles their brains before they die. That's talking about the plague, basically. The plague, yeah. So, we, we know that there is a disease spreading through the city that oh. is a leftover from the germ wars. Yeah. Um, Our next panel, I really like because it shows, like, the... A ship landing. It's got, like, the big thrust coming down in the cloud of, like, smoke below it. Um... As uh, the ship is landing on pad 26 in Mega City, Air- Mega City 2 Airport, um, I believe that this is Red speaking. Go for it. Luckily, we're in time to help. We got the vaccine on board that will cure them. After all, we Mega City's got to stick together. We're all that's left. And now we see a crew of about five men, Red included, uh, are they are like armed? They have like medical supplies and, and handbags. We assume have the the vaccine, the vaccine in them. In, yeah. Um, and they've exited the uh, spaceship or the the short strato flight, whatever yeah, it is. As they're just walking across like the the, the tarmac. tarmac. And uh, Red is saying, "Hey, that's funny. The airport's deserted. Anybody around? I don't like it, Red. Me neither. Listen, can you hear something? And now we have. I want to have you read it." Uh, in the ba- from the background, way far away. Tutti frutti. Spelled T O O T Y. Fruity. Fruity. The way you would spell fruity. And uh, Red is saying, "It's a sort of chanting. Who's there? Identify yourselves." And we see in the close foreground the muzzle of a gun and like someone in a pockmarked hand holding like a fucking like dagger of time dagger, like a curved dagger. Yeah. Um. And we see a bunch of crazed men, long, wild hair, sharp, pointed teeth, um, almost ape-like features, tutti fruity, as they all leap off of like a balcony of some kind yeah, like, and begin attacking Red and his men. Plague men, look out! Plague men. Right. Plague men. Yep. Um, so we have uh, these. You can see now. There's like a lineup of these guys. They have like. Big sloped foreheads, and they have like upturned noses and very Neanderthal, like very Neanderthal or it's almost like they ape-like. they de evolved, yeah. And they have sharp teeth, like sharp canines, yeah. Um, so these look kind of like primitive cavemen. They are wielding weapons, and Red uh, shouts out, "Wait, wait! If you haven't gone too far, we can help you. We got the vaccine." To which one of the plague men respond, "We do not want vaccine." We want the forbidden fruit. What the fuck is that? And then another plague man responds. Do not use the guns. It spoils the fruit when... Oh. Is, is the forbidden fruit people flesh? We're going to find out, uh, maybe. Do not use the guns. It spoils the fruit when you spit out the bullets. And now we see they are, like, charging towards Red. And uh, one of them is coming at him with a... a, a that's that sharp dagger. We must peel them with knives. Oh my god. Those poor devils. 
the plagues turn them into crazy cannibals as they just they just tackle and start stabbing and killing the rest of the crew. Yep, and it looks like Red gets his gun ready in time and, and guns down a whole bunch of them as they're all yeah running towards them like a zombie apocalypse. Um, and one of them is saying, "Kill this fruit is fresh and ready for picking." Got got no choice. Gotta gun them down. And then our our next panel cuts to the same ship flying away, but there are dude like it's like zombie movie. Like, oh are, shit! Yeah, they're like they're like guys all over the ship trying to like beat it with sticks and get in, and they're like falling off it as it's flying away. And uh, Red continues his narration now. One more minute, Judge, and I never would have made it. I took off from there like a bat out of hell. Hey, even in the air, I wasn't safe. The minutes tried to claw into the cockpit until I took up the Mach two. Then it was all over. So he shook off the uh, the plague men, basically. Yeah, that, that that tried bashing their way into the ship. And now we cut back to uh, we're back in the present with Judge Dredd and uh, Judge Fodder, this random security guy, and <laughs> and Red inside the uh, quarantine bubble alone. And Dredd says, "That's quite a story, Red." And uh, the little uh, the one security guard in the room. Yeah, I'll I'll read for him because you got because uh, I got two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sir, the plague has now been identified as the virus strain 2T fru T. It is the, the number 2, the letter T, uh, parentheses, F R U, parentheses, T. 2T fru T. Those poor devils must have twisted the name into their strange battle cry. And now we see uh, <laughs> Judge Fodder is responding. <laughs> Looking just. Just Look, so looking down on every so just so pathetic. He's unfortunately, a sad the name. Unfortunately, because Red came in contact with the plague men, we've got to keep him here, in case he's one of the ten percent the vaccine doesn't work on. There, so the vaccine isn't perfect; only works on about ninety percent. Um, okay. And now Red is uh, saying from inside the dome to Judge Dread, "But my time's almost up." If I don't show any symptoms within the next hour, I can go home. That's Dude, don't say that. That's real good news, Red. No, don't <laughs> say that. My That's friends how always you get... call me dead meat. <laughs> don't say that. You ever seen that? No. I what? forget what movie that is. Uh, it's it's one of those, like, uh, Charlie Sheen. Um... Oh, it's like Broken Arrow? Yeah. It's, it's okay, like, the it's, Broken Arrow movie. Yeah, it's like the... Friends always call me dead meat, you know? Yeah. Uh, hey, I got this cure for cancer. I'll show it to you after I'm done doing my crazy thing that I'm going to do. Like, just, <laughs> oh, dude, why? Um, so, our next page, it cuts over and we have uh, Judge, what was it? Judge Fodder is talking yeah. to Judge Dredd. And both of them, all three of them, are looking away from the plastic dome now that has uh, red in it. Oh, fuck. Yep. Go for it. Only one section of Mega City 2 is holding out. It desperately needs that vaccine. With the airports in Plaguemen's hands, there's only one other way. By land. And that's where I come in, huh? Weren't we just talking about how that's impossible for uh, two pages ago? Yep, yep. And wouldn't that be crazy if we tried that? Um, so Judge Reddick, forget it. To <laughs> <laughs> He's not about it. That's um, where I come in, huh? Forget it. Forget it. To survive the cursed earth. A thousand miles of man-made hell. I'd need a special. I need special men, a special machine. And uh, 
as uh, Fodder Fodder. Rapons. Well, we we got him, Dread. If you'll do it. But inside the dome, we see that Red is thinking to himself, "Huh, my hands. What's happening?" And now we look. The camera like pans around, and we have we're looking at uh, Anderson, who's closest to the the bubble. Fodder. Fodder. Sorry, Fodder. I want to say Anderson. Fodder is closest to the bubble. And he's looking away, but behind him, Red, who's in the dome still... Has devolved, his hair is all wild. He's got the pointy teeth. His forehead is all sloped, he's got enlarged canines. Big ape-like hands now. Um, And he's thinking to himself, 2D. And then, uh, and he's doing this, no one's watching, and Judge Fodder is saying... Your survival chances are low, bolded, (laughs) but it's got, bolded, to be tried. (laughs) For the future of civilization and is the, in your hands, as in the next panel. <laughs> oh, he just gets grabbed around the neck by uh, the, the, little, the little the little glove thing that he and Dread were shaking hands with. Yep, uh, he's reached through that. Yeah, uh, Red has reached through uh, and is strangling Judge Fodder. Tutti fruity. And now, I'll have you describe this next panel for me, PK. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> So somehow, Red has has flipped Judge Fodder mm-hmm. like, like he's grabbing him by the foot and by the knee yeah. and bashing his head into the into the the dome into the fruit the food sterilization part. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's what we that's the airlock thing. Yep, yep. And he's and he uh, he's he is somehow, he went from his throat to like just flipping him somehow. I have no idea how, um, but. Judge Dredd and the other security guy are looking on like, <gasps> like it's happening so fast. Yeah. And uh, the Red is now saying, the devolved Red is saying, Must have, want, forbidden fruit. To which the uh, the security guy, he's strangling him. He's turned into a plague man. And Dredd, he's shoving the assistant grand judge through his food sterilization chamber. You guys, you spent like two seconds talking. Get over there. Yeah, why are we bothering to narrate this? Um... <laughs> And now we see Red is, like, dragging the body of uh, Judge Fodder through this, like, portal. Yeah, he's, like, grabbing him by the belt and just pulling him in head first. Must have. Sorry, you'd normally read him. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> and we have a bunch of security guys running in with guns, like laser like laser rifles. Um, these are not judges, but, like, security team. Right. And one of them uh, yells. I'll have you read for him because Dread speaks. Stand back, Dread! There's no reasoning with him. I'll blast the gook. Whoa! I missed that. I I skipped over that. Whoa! I read that before I thought it. I uh, I'm gonna have to type that one down. Do they? Do they? I don't think so. I they think it's can't just, mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it real quick. Go. That's a pretty anti-Asian slur, dude. I'll blast the. Gook to kingdom come. I don't like saying that. Uh, I did not know, so I, I, I read over that. I, I thought it was goof. Um, gook is apparently a, uh, refers to a foreigner, especially a person of the Philippine, Korean, or Vietnamese descent. Um, I imagine this is during like the Vietnam War when gook came about, or is it beforehand? Mm, around then, yeah. That makes sense. I'm not saying it's a good word. It's probably a very, it's a very terrible word. But it also fits in that if it's referring to someone as a foreigner, it is a... I, I don't know if Red's foreign or not. I don't, well, no, he's just going to go home, but I thought that meant Mega City 1. That makes sense, yeah. Well, that, that makes no sense for him to use. I don't know why that is a thing. So that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, whoa, dude. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't... 
Um, I did not like saying that. So these guys come rushing in. They say they're going to blast Red. And he's still inside the, the bubble, right? But Dredd responds, No! If you burst that bubble, the disease will spread into the mega city. I'll handle this. And now you can see the next panel. Dredd is, like, punching at Red, but the plastic is, like, like bending around his fist. Yeah, like he's, he's punching into the dome, but not no. breaking it. Yep. But he's, like, you know, socking him inside the head. Drock! The bubble's pulling my punches! As he hits Red in the, in the head. And Red is saying, as he gets the body of uh, fodder all the way through his yeah. port, he R- says, Red, Red, not like that. Dread, Red, make yum yum with you. Oddly sexual. You want to make yum yum? Um, I'm not saying no. And now he, we can see like there's a real cool like profile of Red and Dread. Red is like straining his face against the uh, the plastic bubble, mm-hmm. uh, the quarantine bubble, and he's saying, "Red, what? yeah, yeah, it's gonna get, this get, is gonna a get a little sexual. It's gonna weirdly sexual." Red want your juices. Red, you gotta understand. I want to help you, but I think we should just stay friends. <laughs> I don't think we've progressed to that point in our relationship. Um. The security and guy he's like choking him through the the plastic wrap too. Oh yeah, he's grabbing at Dread with the uh, with his the rubber glove that extends out of the, yeah. the quarantine bubble. Um, one of the security guys is saying, <laughs> "Oh no, he's grabbing Judge Fodder's gun." Uh, and Red is saying, "Ha ha, Red blast his way out." And one of the other security guys is saying, "If he pulls that trigger, he'll blow himself and his germs all over Mega City." Because remember. Each lawgiver is coded to a, a specific judge. You're right. So You're right. That if you if a different judge, if anyone besides that specific judge uses the gun, it explodes like a bomb. And that would be just as bad as shooting into the dome, basically. Like blade sword, but only that stabs you in the hand. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool though. That was fun that was thing. pretty cool. That's a good movie. Which one? One and two. <laughs> I actually really like and three. I you it. know what? I like every Blade movie. <laughs> you can like the way Blade movies and still hate Wesley Snipes, as I found out. Because Wesley Snipes, I don't know if you know this. Are he was, was really hard to? I love Wesley Snipes. He was really hard to work with in that movie. As an actor, I like. I, mean, I, pretty, I like everything. I like U.S. Marshals. That's a great movie. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. The Blade trilogy. Uh, but I heard he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Oh well. And he went to jail for a while too for something. Yeah, it wasn't like tax tax evasion, something like that. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Well, getting back on track a little bit, uh, we see that uh, Dread is grabbing this kind of extended TV thing. I don't know how. Um, uh, Every judge's gun has a self-destruct mechanism if used by unauthorized persons. Because I actually forgot that. Yep, and uh, we see that inside the dome, uh, Red has the gun, the lawgiver in his hand. And he's screaming, Tutti Fruity! And Judge Dredd is thinking, only one chance, the TV! And he just grabs the television that's on this kind of extended pole and swings it down and cracks Red through the bubble and then break the bubble that hits Red in the head with right. it. Right, um, bombs him on the head. Yep. You had to kill the plague, men, and now I gotta kill you! Um, and But Dredd is thinking to himself, I'm sorry, old buddy, there's no other way. And now we have the body of, of Red, who looks like... You know how in the Batman animated series when you have like... The, the Joker the, gas. The Joker gas. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> it's very much 
eyes wide open, mouth agape. Yeah. Like, it's kind of really creepy. Um, I love the Joker gas from the 1990 Batman anime movie. Dude, I Way just watched uh, Mask of the Phantasm like two weeks ago. Mask of the fucking Phantasm. Still amazing. That movie is better than it has any, any right, right to be. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why is the best Batman movie this this 1990s... 90s animated? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's so good, though. Well, I, I would argue it's the best Batman movie. Whereas uh, The Dark Knight Rises, or Dark Knight... Yeah, Batman The Dark Knight is the best... Uh, Joker movie. So I haven't seen Joker though. Damn it! Oh, Joker's really good. I've heard it's, it's really good. Uh, it's good. I- anyway, anyway, um, we have the security guy in the background who's like, now the new wimpy guy is saying to Judge Dredd, and Dredd is in the close foreground, gritting his teeth. Oh yeah. Just, oh man, uh, he is pissed off. Yeah. As as, uh, as Red lies there, frozen in shock. Yeah. I'll dead. let you read the security guard guy in the background. This is the new Judge Fodder because there, <laughs> there must always be a Judge Fodder. There must always be a Judge Fodder. He's dead. <laughs> you just saved Mega City One, Dread. Now will you save Mega City Two? When thousands could turn into crazy monsters like Red, there's no refusing. I owe him. Show me my wheels. I want to get moving fast. Somehow I'm gonna make it across the cursed earth. Next frog into the darkness. And so ends our first prog of the second compendium. Don't look ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, they can't fly because the, the plaguemen control the airports? Yeah, that's the only reason. So, we're going to talk about that. Put a pin in that. Um, this issue... They can't fly because they want to have a story where they drive across the United States. <laughs> that's the real reason they it's, can't fly. we got to do the coolest thing we can imagine. Um, so, settings and places. Mega City... We're in Mega City 1. But we finally get to see Mega City 2, the West Coast Mega City, uh, which has been tangentially mentioned in Luna 1 arc. Looks exactly the same. Looks, it spans 5,000 square miles of the California coast, which is a big, big, you know, portion of, of the, the coast. Uh, we have a mention of Mega City 3, mentioned only and named here for the, ver- for the first time. Yeah. Up until this point, it has been Mega City 1, Mega City 2, yeah. Texas City. So I'm curious whether or not Texas City is Mega City 3. Uh, and they just renamed it because it sounded silly to say Texas City. Yeah. Um, settings and places, we also have the Cursed Earth, which is the wasteland between Mega City 1 and 2, uh, which is a ruin from the Atomic Wars. This features 500 mile an hour winds, monsters, and savage muties. Um, they describe it as multiple, like, thousands of miles of devastation, basically. Yeah, from, like, this entire flyover part of the United States. Yeah, just fucked, basically. Um, and we've seen that, that map of the U.S. and how all the coast has been eroded. There's no Michigan anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In the movie, we saw that. Not in the movie, not oh. just in the movie, but in, uh, in... Oh, yeah, well, in the moon, we saw a weird map. In the... Not on the moon. It was during the uh, Mega City 5000. Remember, they okay. showed, like, the, the race goes across, and it, and it just so happened to show a side of the coastline. It was all fucked up. Right. Um, we also have uh, the Death Belt, um, which is a, a massive sea of rocks and debris that hang over the surface of the Earth between Mega City 1 and 2, which are leftovers from the Atomic Wars. Uh, this ensures that nothing can grow inside the desolate landscape. And apparently, there is a hole in the Death Belt above Mega City 1 and Mega City 2, which allows, you know, I ships guess to come in. I built the cities there. Yeah. Or maybe well, maybe they are because they can control the weather and shit. Maybe they just fire oh, and destroy, sense, yeah. you know, whatever comes into it. But it's kind of weird that we have like a, a mile up, a mile up off of atmosphere. Isn't that far? 
considering, like, think of, like, how many feet are, like, mountains, right? Think of, like, fucking, like, certain mountains are, like, 22,000 some feet up, which has got to be several miles. Like, there's no way the, that those would stay in atmosphere or up suspended. No, why wouldn't they just fall? Fall, yeah. So, we don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. We get to meet, for characters, we get to meet Assistant Grand Judge Fodder, uh, <laughs> in charge of the Special Security Wing and Justice HQ, balding and very wimpy looking. My chicken! <laughs> Ted, your pen exploded. Oh, <laughs> So fucking... I love that bit. That's like the perfect, like, character moment. Like, you're like, this... That's a character development moment. We know what this character is all about. We know exactly what this character is about. We also meet Red, a strato pilot originally sent to Mega City 2 with a vaccine for the plague. Apparently, Dread and Red have some kind of history together, despite Red not being a judge. A judge. He's just a pilot. Uh, maybe he's had to pilot Judge Dread places before. Maybe. Um, maybe because their names are really close together. Maybe. Oh, your name's like my name. <laughs> your name. Your name is like inside well, I of my name. Why meet my robot and my landlady? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them very much. Speaking of which, uh, we'll uh, we'll get to that actually. Um, items and technology of note. Mega City One has the means of quarantining individuals who pose a risk to public health inside of plastic bubbles. These include room-sized, yeah, plastic bubbles with sterilization ports to insert food. What a novel idea to quarantine people during, a, like, a pandemic or plague. Wouldn't that just be the smartest thing you could do instead of wearing, like, you know, you wouldn't want to wear, you, you wouldn't want to, like, be, a, say, like, hypothetically, Andy, Andy, a pandemic was going Andy. on. And you wouldn't want to risk other people's health for your own selfish purposes, Andy, right? I don't know if you know there's a correlation between what's going on in the comic book and what's going on right now. No. I don't know if you've noticed that. I haven't, I haven't opened my eyes once in the last eight months. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Topical! <laughs> I think it's kind of similar to what's going on right now. <laughs> um, this sounds familiar. Terrible slang, made up words, Judge Red will Oh, I don't wanna. Uh, the ship Red Flies is capable of traveling... Oh, like, uh, technology. The ship that Red Flies is capable of traveling at Mach 2. That's which cool. is... I did not know this. 1,500 and some odd miles per hour. Wow. That's really fast. Um... But terms that we have made up, we have Plague Man, <laughs> which is sounds like the the worst, most ineffective superhero. Like the guy from the Toxic Avengers or some bullshit. That does sound like Toxic Avengers kind of shit. Plague Man, a person who has been transformed by the 2T Fruit T virus. <laughs> uh, cap I know, right? It completely undermines the whole thing. Uh, capable of using weapons and guns after they turn and speaking. Um, so they're, they're devolved, but like they're kind of, they can use guns and tools. And they're cannibals. And they're cannibals. It's, they more like they turn into, like, gray plague men, I guess. Or, gray, not gray plague, ape men. Like, kind of like, uh... Yeah. Just, a uh, caveman, uh, de-evolution. Um, lawgiver pistols are set to explode. They are fired by someone other than the judge, uh, they're assigned to. This is direct continuity from the Wreath Murders story in issue 24. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. I appreciate that shit. Uh, I appreciate continuity. I appreciate them talking about the Atomic Wars again. Uh, that's world building and that's reinforcing stuff we already know. I love that. Look I'm so appreciative of that. Judge. We all okay. Fair warning. PK and I also did watch the 1995 Judge Dredd movie with Sylvester Stallone after the last podcast we recorded. It was actually pretty damn good. I, I enjoyed went into it. a thing I wouldn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it as a kid, and I, I went into a thing I wouldn't like it at all. 
I still really liked it. I like, still really liked it as it well. It was a really good movie. Uh, I, I had I had some gripes with it, but it's it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna do maybe we'll do a full review on that movie eventually. Eventually. But until um, then, I'm still gonna keep dropping the big hints. <laughs> um, last but not least, terrible slang, gook, which is Ooh. a racial slur that we should definitely not be using at this point in time. Um, I don't think we should be using it back in 1978. Uh, yeah, it, it's, well, it's I wasn't alive, so we're also we're also much more uh, aware and sensitive to those things than we uh, than back then. Um, but not, why say it? It's not even. It's not even know. appropriate. Um, is okay. red of Philippine descent? It doesn't look like it. Is there a Philippines? Uh, we know that there's the Japanese islands. Yeah, we know the Japanese isles are a thing, but that's about it. Um, we don't know. I, I don't know if I think we saw like a China, a China flag. Looking flag. Um, that's about all we know as that far as that side of the world is concerned. Um, world building, though, we got some shit. There's so much world building in this is fucking issue. The mega cities are the only places of civilization left in America, according to the strato pilots that we see. Right. Um, we have the Great Germ War, which came after the Atomic War. The plague is a which this plague is a remnant of the Germ War. Right. We have no other information given. <laughs> um, no. The 2T fruity virus. Uh, this turns people's skin gray and scrambles their brains before they die, though we're not sure how long that takes. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they die, I don't know. This, um... Just wait a few days for the airports to get clear. Right? Um, but then there'd be a lot. You still want to vaccinate the people. So here's the thing. We're going to talk about that. This, in turn, causes them to be obsessed with the forbidden fruit, which I think they're referring to, like, brains. Yeah, they're referring to, like, like obviously flesh. cannibalism. Like, yeah. But I think brains specifically, perhaps, because it's a zombie kind of thing. Yeah. It also turns them into degenerative, heavy-browed cavemen with sharpened fangs. Also, though we don't know how much about the gestation period of this virus, Red contract, uh, contracted it in Mega City 2. Yeah. That's for certain. And he didn't show signs of turning until he had made it back to Mega City 1. Right. So some people don't... Tra you don't transform instantly from this thing. No. Uh, maybe a few hours, it's perhaps? gestation period. Uh, he said one more hour, and... Yeah. So they have, a, they have a time frame. Yeah. And he was at the very end of it, and then he had to go and curse himself. Yeah. By saying, I'll be out of here in one hour. <laughs> I'll be just fine. What's the worst that could happen? Um, we also know, go for it. Stupid idiots. <laughs> the vaccine for the tutti fruity virus. I can't believe to say that fucking phrase uh, over and over again. that one for 24 more issues. Bud. Oh, yeah. The, the vaccine for the tutti fruity virus does not work on one out of 10 people. It's only 90% effective. Right. Um, there are survivors of the virus inside of Mega City 2 who are waiting on this vaccine. Yeah. That's why there's a, a sense of urgency. Yes. They're trying to hold out against all these plague it men. It does kill you. Yes. It's fatal. So there is a sense of urgency. We have to vaccinate as many people as we can, as fast as we can. To save Mega City 2. To save Mega City 2. Um, which is one of the last bastions of civilization. Um, one thing I want to mention is, Dredd is originally against the idea of crossing the Cursed Earth. Yeah, yeah. He, he says, what do you say, bad chance or not uh, likely? No, no. I think it's... No, uh, never going to happen. Not doing that. Uh, he responds with... Where is it? Do-do-do. Judge Red, you got to go out there and do this thing. Forget it. Yeah, that was Forget it. About it. Forget about it. Um, my question is, it isn't until he sees Red's Red's transformation into a plague man that he agrees to deliver the vaccine. Yeah. Do you? Why do you think this hesitation is? Do you think it's because he's afraid of what's out there, or is it more of like he feels like he owes it to Red, or 
did he think the job was like outside of his scope of the law as a judge? I think maybe he just didn't realize how serious a threat it was until he saw it firsthand. Maybe, maybe. And then it happened to someone he had some kind of pass with, a friend of some kind. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I thought, God, I offend him. And maybe it was just like, maybe he, it wasn't cowardice, but it's more like, I can't leave my, I can't leave my city. Anything could happen. <laughs> um, it's an interesting point to make, though. I'm, I'm just curious about that. Yeah, or um, maybe it was a little fear. Maybe it was cowardice. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find out. Uh, one thing that we have touched on so far is, also, in the time it would take to drive across the country, even under normal circumstances by today's standard, you could fly dozens of ships to Mega City 2 and deliver the vaccine in time, and that the fact that the plague men are holding the spaceport is a pretty thin excuse really for Dread is. to drive into the wasteland. I would argue maybe there are like automatic AA guns that need to be disabled of some kind or something like yeah. that the plague men have gotten control of. I yeah, I I, I mean I need to just go bomb do drive by you know, not drive by fly by bombs. You don't have to bomb them, you can bomb them with vaccine. <laughs> oh yeah, just drop the vaccine on the city. Uh, maybe it has to be injected, I, I, perhaps. Intravenously, that's um, what I, I thought about that just now, yeah. And the last thing, the last time that Dread ventured out into the cursed earth was Way during... back in, like, issue two, three? Issue four. Wow! Of, and which is, technically, it was, we called it at the time issue three because of... Uh, we had we started our issue one was actually prog issue, two yeah so it is issue four the brotherhood of darkness um, when Judge Dredd goes out to rescue the governor's son no oh, the mayor's son the mayor of Mega City the mayor of uh, New York no it's the mayor it's the mayor of Mega City they didn't they didn't they were calling it, I don't okay they, they actually I think they just said mayor's son that's all they right. gave us okay so here's a picture of a vehicle from a a, tele, uh, a movie called Damnation Alley. It's called the Electric Sheep. Yep. And I don't know what Dredd's vehicle looks like, but they talk about, they refer to a specialized vehicle. Yep. And I know that this is a giant homage to Damnation Alley. To Damnation Alley. And I wonder if it's going to look anything like this. That's a good Cause, question. Because I really like this design. Look at those the three wheels so we can get up like steps and canyons and um, stuff. I... It's a really cool design. And I'm really looking forward to... It's really funny that you should bring that up because it this... this this story is a clear reference to Damnation Alley. Yeah. And we are, in our next uh, issue that we're going over, we're going to go into into depth on that. Because okay. stuff shows up That's... Th that has to be talked about. Okay. Um, so you are right on, you're like finger on the button, on the, on the pulse. So last thing here, our death count. We have several plague men are shot by Red while in Mega City 2's airport, and more are killed when Red flies away, clinging to the spaceship. We also know that there are like thousands of people have already been consumed and killed by this plague. Um, how many? We don't know the population of Mega City 2 yet, but we'll find out hopefully. We also know Red's delivery squad of four un unnamed men were killed during the by the cannibalistic plague men, and then Red himself turns into a plague man, kills Judge Fodder, heh, and before <laughs> being bludgeoned to death by the tele with a television by Judge Dredd. So yeah. we have we're back to like people dying like we are like that basically. Um, I, I'm so excited to talk about this next issue. I really am right. because, and you're gonna find out why very quickly. Um, and we're gonna have to put a pin in a lot of different shit. 
Is there anything else you want to talk about for issue 61, Cursed Earth Part 1? The Forbidden Fruit. No, just that Mega City 2 looks just like Mega City 1. Yeah. I was hoping for something. I mean, it's in California. They could have gone with some joke about, about it being very liberal. very All, all the fucking palm trees are yeah, still there. Yeah, so they could have gone for anything, but it's just more of the same. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed, but not surprised. So, okay. We're going we're gonna to do this, all right? Oh, um, yeah. There is just, you're, just breathe. Don't get too far ahead of me, okay? Okay. Um, I'm going to have you read our intro here. This is issue 62, Cursed Earth Part 2, Into Darkness. Uh, we have a little bit of an intro going on. Go for it, PK. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. The Cursed Earth, Chapter 2, Into the Darkness. Judge Dredd is about to begin a desperate rescue mission to Mega City 2 across the Cursed Earth. <laughs> A stretch of radioactive wasteland left over from the Atomic Wars. And now we cut to, uh, at, now at the vehicle testing ground, Justice HQ, we have two men on, like, a catwalk overlooking a vehicle, mm -hmm. which is identical almost to the vehicle you showed me It does look now. very similar, yeah. It's got the pointed nose to the front, very APC looking. Um, one of these gentlemen is Judge Dredd, one is some, uh, a gentleman without a helmet on. Uh, the gentleman without the helmet, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you read for him. He's introducing this vehicle to Judge Dredd. Alright. <laughs> There's your vehicle, Dredd. The new K-2001 Land Raider. <laughs> Land Raider. Yep. It's got four-wheel drive, thermonuclear engine, flamethrower, machine guns, and a special compartment for carrying the anti-blake vaccine. I really thought for a minute they were gonna go dark humor and be like, and a brand new cup holder. <laughs> so... The K-2001 Land, Land Raider. Raider. We're going to get into that. Put a pin Pain in that. that in the first speech trouble of the issue. <laughs> um, Dread responds, Hmm, looks sleek and fast, but I'll need something bigger and tougher if I'm going to get the vaccine in Mega City 2. To which this guy, uh, who's got kind of like a mousy kind of brownish hair. He looks hair. a little smarmy. Yeah. He looks a little smarmy. Uh, he says to Judge Dread, Hold it, Dread! No, just... <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. Don't walk horses. out just yet, buddy. Whoa. Yeah. Let's sweeten the deal. <laughs> Go for it. No money down. No, my God. <laughs> this old thing, you can fit so many fucking vaccines in. <laughs> You've almost seen half the Land Raider yet. Take a look over there. I think you'll like the Killdozer. Uh, all bold, all caps. And now we see... I'm going to have you describe what's going on here, PK. It's this... a gigantic honking, like, treaded, two stories tall with, like, little gun. It's awesome as hell, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite vehicle designs I've seen so far. Um, it is shockingly similar to a, a 40k well, Land Raider. It looks like a Land Raider Crusader. It looks identical to a Land Raider Crusader from 40k, from Space Marine Faction. It's so, a... yeah, like, identical. <laughs> identical. They had... Games Workshop had to get some references. They had to be like... Put put the biggest pin, oh, okay, okay, right there, okay? But also, if you won't mind mentioning what else is going on uh, around this giant tank. They got like, these, these robots jumping out. Look, they got like, arms coming out of their shoulders. Um, well, that's where most arms come out. Well, they have like three arms. <laughs> that's very true. Like, like, this guy has two arms and a third arm going out of his shoulder blade. Like, oh. 
What are these? Do these uh these robots look uh, at all familiar in any way? They look a little like space marines. They do look a little like space got, marines, don't they? From forty k. They, they got little ventilation things. Yep. Um, Ventilator where the mouth is. The very domed helmet. The very big domed shoulder pads. Protruding eyes. Yep. And another thing that ha- you see a lot in Warhammer forty k is you see the uh, the the tech marines. The the with their weird third and fourth arms. Yup. Mechanical arms. Um. I forgot to mention, as always, for this fucking thing that I do, uh, this comic was released April 29th, 1978. Script is by Pat Mills again, artist Mike McMahon, and letters by Tom Frame. So we're still keeping the same writers and everything. Um, so this tank is colossal. It's massive, dude. Um, it's like a building on wheel, on treads. It's fucking awesome. Um, there's robots all over it. This is the Killdozer. And the... Uh, the other judge without the helmet is responding to Judge Dredd as just this tank and the robots are just unleashing hellfire Yeah, they're, fire like, they're, they're killing one another. Um, they're just blowing up stuff. Uh, and go for it, PK. The Killdozer is equipped, the Killdozer is equipped with Nemesis rocket luck cannon, laser guns, two new Quasar bikes, and is nuclear blast proof. It's a mobile fortress. Is that big and tough enough for you, Dredd? To which Dredd responds, it'll do. And the guy, the other judge, thinks to himself, Oh, nothing impresses the judge. <laughs> um, so it's got Nemesis rockets, a cannon, laser gun, Laser guns. We've heard of laser weaponry before. We have. What do, what do, what do fucking Land Raider Crusaders have? Las cannons. Las cannons. Dueling's las... Well, I mean, they, you could equip them with all kinds of stuff, but... If I you mean, don't put dueling last cannons on your Land Raider Crusader, what are you doing? What do you? Why do you have a Land Raider <laughs> Crusader? <laughs> so now our next when we like pan down here, we see that this APC fits in between the treads and yeah. kind of attaches so, to the front of the Killdozer. One of the big things on the Killdozer, as you can see it from the front, there's a there's a big area between the the two two story tall treads. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think much of it, but yeah, now that the APC can like park and connect to it, to it. yeah. yeah. And uh, the other judge is saying to Judge Dredd, The Killdozer links up with the Lantern to form a modular fighting unit capable of covering any terrain and giving battle under all combat conditions. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> oh, I get so excited just look at its multi-level kill power. And uh, it's we're, we're pretty zoomed out, right? So Judge Dredd and this guy are like in the background. And Dredd responds, Calm down, MacArthur. So we know this guy's name. This is, this is unseemly behavior for a judge, and kindly remove your hand from my uniform. I'm just grasping your muscular buttocks, judge. <laughs> so your firm buttocks. MacArthur is like, God, yeah. he's like super he's excited like, to get dude, this. Dude, this thing is dope as shit, my dude. <laughs> so don't judge me. Our next panel, we move over. Um, uh, Dread is walking alongside of these giant droids. These giant... Oh, they are ro- gigantic. They're I like they were just in the foreground, but they're no, like they're 10 twice feet. as tall as a man. They're like 10 or 12 feet tall. They're ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and they, up close, they look even more like tech marines kind of thing. Yeah. More space marine-y. I like this one. Like, he's like pull- pulling his arm off and inspecting it. Yeah. They have little cannons in their on their foreheads. Yep. They, they're just all guns all over. And it, it's so evocative of space marines. It so is. Um, which we're going to get to. But one of the the judges, like, uh, MacArthur's walking with Judge Dredd, and he's saying, a, de- a detachment of these war droids will be going with you, Dredd. They're rather stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Way to sell it, dude. 
Wait, you really built up the whole like Land Raider thing. You, you got you can undersell them the robot. Oh, I you still can dread on it though. Cause it, yeah, they can't talk much, but they do their job. To which Dredd replies, hmm, after Walter, that'll be a nice change. <laughs> so he's he digging, digs at Walter, he's not even here. Oh, loves that home ironing underwear. <laughs> uh, working, loves Walter. Working three jobs to buy him nice underwear. <laughs> so we now like zoom out and there is Judge Dredd and three other judges in front of him, right? Yeah. Um, and MacArthur's like running up from behind trying to catch up with Judge Dredd and they're all standing outside of the Land Raider and Killdozer that are linked up. Go for it. We've also... Because it's like out of breath for some reason catching yeah. the Judge Dredd. We've selected three of our top judges to assist you. Judge Jack, Judge Patton, and Judge... Grad Grind. <laughs> <gasps> uh, to which Dredd responds, Good to have you with me, gentlemen. We fought together in the Robot Rebellion, I believe, Judge Jack. So... Oh! We'll bring back the Robot War. Fucking we bring back the Robot Wars, dude. How is that for continuity? I love that shit. So now we cut... Is... is Quick question. Yeah. Uh, this might be better for the recap, but... Is, is Judge MacArthur, like... Is he like, out of breath because he's catching up, or is he out of breath because he's like... These vehicles, dude... Oh, <laughs> I think it's because he's he's out of shape. Okay, maybe. yeah, he's like he's like a, he's like an R and D man. Yeah, he might be like a like a like a desk uh, desk clerk kind of judge, perhaps. Um, our next panel, however, shows both MacArthur and Dredd standing, hands on their fists on their hips. Oh, so MacArthur can do the the judge pose. That's yep. good. That They're he, all trained in it. He made it through. He made it through the academy. Yep, and 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 honestly, the the three judges that we see, most of them are doing the pose as well. That's true. Um, but. These two judges, MacArthur and Dredd, are looking over a kind of 3D holographic map of the Cursed Earth. And MacArthur is saying to Dredd... This is... Oh, man, the, the cities are domed. Yep, they are Golden. domed. Yep. Okay. This is your route to Mega City 2, across a thousand miles of the Cursed Earth. You'll have to face muties, slay Slayer... Slay... <laughs> other guys. Slay Riders. Like a sleigh, S L A Y. Sleigh like a, riders. Like a sleigh rider. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> sleigh riders and other nameless horrors caused by the Atomic Wars. And Dredd is thinking to himself, it's crazy. Man with his hyper technology can travel to the moon and beyond, yet he still made a real mess of his home planet. Hyper technology. Hyper technology. Because, I mean, we could do this since the 60s. Regular technology, not enough. His hyper technology can go to the moon. <laughs> the moon, MacArthur! Um, and now we have MacArthur is saying to Dredd, um, uh, like over his shoulder, go for it. You also need a bike man for the second Quasar bike, Dredd. I suggest... No! I'll pick my own biker. He's got to be someone special. And I know just the man. And we see uh, Dredd climbed aboard his city bike, and he's now leaving the vehicle testing center, and he's riding away. Give me the governor of the mega penitentiary. I'm on my way to visit one of his high-risk prisoners. Spikes Harvey Rotten. Oh, shit! Yup. That dude from the Mega City 5000 or whatever. From the Mega City 5000. Oh, my God. Okay, it was like Spike... It was like Smiling Jack. Zoot Smiley. Zoot Smiley. And Spikes Harvey Rotten. Okay. Yep. Holy shit. From the Mega shit. City 5000. Dude, you want to talk about fucking continuity? 
I so appreciate that shit, That's right? pretty fucking dope. Right? Who would have thought Spike's Harry Rotten, of all people, would come back as a reoccurring I did not character. expect this. Yeah. This is what I didn't want to spoil, because it mentions Harvey Rotten in, okay. uh, in the, the, the lead-up to this. So, uh, the governor appeared on Dredd's VidCom, and we have like a little pop-out with a face of a man talking to Judge Dredd. I'll have you read for him if you'd like. Spike's Harvey Rotten is <laughs> a reformed character now. Judge, at this moment, he's visiting Mega School 3. Yup. <laughs> Telling the kids there how terrible it is to be a lawbreaker. You see, Spike's wanted to do something good with his life. We, we reform 99% of our prisoners here, you know. They reform 99% of their prisoners. That's a utopia. That's a fucking utopia. Dude, they reform... It hasn't been that long since he was in, incarcerated and he's already reformed? Well, Dredd, as you can see, is riding on one of the, the raised, uh, like, walkways. Alright. Okay. Um, to which Dredd responds... It's the other 1% I'm worried about, Governor. Gotta get to Mega School 3. Dot, dot, dot. Fast. So he's heading to... He thinks that Spike Harvey Rotten is not reformed. He's part of the 1% who hasn't been reformed by the Yeah, Judge Dredd doesn't think anyone can ever be reformed despite a 99% re reformation rate. Which is... Amazing. Utopic. Um, at that moment, at Mega School 3... So, PK? Uh, <laughs> um... We have a man with a long pointed face and wild crazy hair. Yeah, just a wild smock of hair. Who, might I say, looks nothing like the original Spike's Harvey Rotten, who had yeah. a big handlebar didn't mustache. Yeah, he have a big mustache and like a big Kaiser helmet? Yes, he did. So. They changed his design completely. They did. Um, or he changed his face, maybe. They do have that, that technology. Yeah, that is true. But he is talking who we assume to be a, a school, of, a room full of kids, and he has a security guard standing behind, over his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And he is saying, I'm going to have you pick a distinctive voice All because right. this guy is going to be with us for a I while. Give him, I, he's like that guy from Eric's. Like, that, that, that vibe, that guy. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, what was that guy's name? You know, the Sting. Leader. No, 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 no. That's, that's like from, you know, uh, uh, the, I almost said the police. That's the actual Sting band. <laughs> Damn it, I fucked it up already. That's alright. You're thinking of oh, McGuire. <laughs> Toby McGuire. No. Toby McGuire. No, what's his of name? Aerosmith. What's his name? Uh, guy with lips. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. That's Mick Jagger. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go for it. Don't end up like me, kids. I'm a lawbreaker. I'm dirt. There ain't a scrap of decency in me. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, kids, I look at myself in the mirror and I want to be sick. So he's have, he's he's talking to kids, at, you know, about being reformed. Yeah, he's hamming it up. And he's we see now as the camera kind of pans out, there are like a bunch of kids wearing uniforms, all at like a futuristic-looking school. Yeah. And Spike's Harvey Rotten has chains, pretty loose, wide chains around manacled around his wrists. Right. Um, and he is saying to the kids, "Wipe that smile off your face, kid." Being a lawbreaker ain't nothing I'd smile about. It's dumb. Do you hear? Looks like wearing these handcuffs is dumb. And the car, the guard behind him is thinking to himself, Boy, Spikes is really telling it up from the heart. He's even got me choked up. And now we see in the next what panel. Just happened? Go for it. Go uh, for it. is this like a fantasy? Is nope, this actually nope. okay? It's actually happening. Uh, he's even got me choked up, says the, the guard. As, as Spike's Harvey Rotten turns immediately and starts 
choking him to death with the chains. He's wrapped the chains over his manacles around his neck. The guard's neck. <laughs> Just like this here warder is dumb. Ha <laughs> ha! Choke. He said choke. He said the word choke. I don't get it. Uh, but... So he's 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 clearly not so working. Dredd was right. Yeah, he's Dredd was right. He's the part of the one percent. Dredd was right. Not only was he right, he was so on time. Yeah, he can catch him in the act. Yeah, another. Did you later. just choke that guy? Well, we are gonna see if, if he if he gets there in time. Okay. We we cut back to outside with Judge Dredd getting off his law uh, law master bike. Meanwhile, Dredd arrives at Mega School Three, and we can see like a big futuristic school building. Yeah. Um. I, ho I only hope I'm in time. So, not only did Dredd know that Spike's Harvey Rotten would not be reformed, he knew the second he would go bad again, down to the minute. Well, I think it might be a Which great... Which coincides... It's a great coincidence, honestly, right? He, but he clearly just said, I only hope I'm in time, because I look at my watch and it says Spike's Harvey Rotten's about to go... <laughs> it is very weird that he knows that's going to happen. Um, so... Our next panel, we see Dredd is walking down the hallway of a school in a a very Wheatley Glados floating it eyeball. It does. It's very much if you anyone's ever played Portal Two, it looks like Wheatley. It looks like a floating Stephen Wheatley. Stephen Moffat. Or uh, also, I would go for the uh, uh, what's it three four three. Um, oh, Guilty uh, Spark. Guilty Spark three four three. Yeah. From Halo. It's very much a floating eyeball that is talking to Judge Dredd. Uh, I'll have you read for him, if you don't mind, PK. It's yeah. a robot. Ding dong. Hello. You are late, you naughty boy. Please enter soundproof box four. And, ins yeah. and insert your hands and slot for electro-discipline. Thank you. To which Dredd responds, Drocky, I'm not a schoolboy. I'm a judge. And where do I find the class with Spike's Harvey Rotten? Excuse me. <laughs> Um, go, and the robot responds. You'll find him in History 5. My, my, you judges are rude, aren't you? Not enough discipline. That's the trouble. Thank you. Thank you. Not enough discipline with judges. It says to Judge Dredd. Okay. Um, we come in and we see Dredd is now bursting into the room and, and Spike's Harvey Rotten has a kid. He's got a gun. He's yeah, got the security guy's gun. Yeah. His chains, his manacles are broken and he's uh, holding a kid hostage. And one of the kids, Judge Dredd! And uh, Spike's Harvey Rotten says, Drop your gun, Judgy, or the kid gets a draft between his ears. And Dr Dredd thinks to himself, By Stom, I got no choice. So he drops his lawgiver pistol. That's better, Judgy. Now back off nice and easy. This kid's my passport to freedom. Just one chance, Dredd thinks to himself. And then it shows a close-up of Dredd's uh, finger hitting a button as he backs against a console. Yeah. Dread pressed the ancient history button on the hologram console, and suddenly, PK, uh, if you want to describe what uh, what is happening, so a Roman legion. Yep. Like yep. centurions. Yep. Guns. Like they had their their, their little gladiuses, spears. Yep. yep. Uh, and, and like they. And uh, up close, they are fighting against. It looks like Vikings. Vikings, yeah, yes. Yeah, with their pointed helmets. Norse helmets. We have a Viking versus Roman Legion war happening. A hologram that comes up. And it, and uh, clear, it's like a whole army in the classroom. And suddenly, Spike's Harvey Rotten turns around surprised and lets go of the kid. What? Down, kids, says Judge Dredd. Gotta take Spike's alive. And this panel, this next panel's awesome. 
because they're it's, fighting through the hologram fight. Yeah, and it's just like Judge Dredd and Spike's Hardy Rotten fighting on top of this awesome background of Viking and Roman warriors, basically going yeah. at it. And uh, Dredd socks him across the face. Ah! He shoots his gun out of his hand and he socks him in the face, and they're just going back and stomps on him. Yeah, go for it. He says. You're not taking me this time, Dredd! As they wrestle back and forth. That's where you're wrong, Spikes. And Dredd kicks him in the face over backwards. Yeah. I'm taking you all the way across the cursed earth to Mega City 2 on a suicide mission. How do you like that, Spikes? No! And Judge Dredd just decking him across the face. You want to do something good with your life? You got the chance now, because you're the best biker in the business. And you know the Cursed Earth well from your gun-running days with the muties, right, Spike? That that was never proved! Maybe I'm a bit deaf, Spike, so we can see him, like, he's twisting uh, Spike's arm behind his back. He's like a half-Nelson. Yeah, he's forcing his arm behind his back, and he's, like, threatening to break it, and he's basically forcing Spikes to say something. Maybe I'm a bit deaf, Spikes, but I can't hear your volunteering for this mission of mercy that's going to save thousands from the plague. Could you speak a little louder? I volunteer! I volunteer! I'm proud of you, Spikes. Proud! <laughs> so, that's pretty Judge Dredd, right? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's in line with Judge Dredd. And we see him releasing Spikes, Harvey Rotten, as the floating eyeball is back, the hologram is switched off, and... Ding dong! If you've quite finished, Judge, would you mind leaving? Some of us have a school to run, thank you! Yeah, me and Spikes are just going, Rita. Rita? Rita? Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Right. Um And now we cut to my one of my favorite shots. This it, is actually fucking awesome. It is, it is the. It's clearly we're outside of Mega City One. We see the dome. We see the city inside. We see the giant death belt of asteroids in the Earth at, at Earth's close atmosphere, and we see the Land Raider and the Killdozer attached, barreling out of it, uh, out of the uh, the dome. And There's like a little crowd of people waving goodbye. Walter is there. Oh my god, you're fucking right. That is Walter. Holy shit. That's our first Walter appearance since... In this, in this book, yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, he's not coming with us on Cursed Earth, obviously, so... Yeah, that's the last time we're going to see Walter for a while, too. For a very long while. Um, so, uh, we have some narrative text here. Go for it. Uh, uh, wait, isn't that Dread? Oh, no, no, no. A few hours later, as the mighty Land Raider with full crew thunders out of Mega City... Into the Cursed Earth. A desert of a desert of the damned, where hell on earth has broken out. But we gotta get through. The future of Mega City 2 depends on it. Next prog, the Devil's Lap Dogs. And there we go. That is issue 62 of uh, of Judge Dread: The Cursed Earth Part 2 Into Darkness. That so, was a savage beatdown that Dread gave Spikes. Hell yeah! He was just beating him through. All right, so my history's a little rusty on their on their Roman Empire. Did they have much? Did they have much conflict with uh with the the you know the the the, the Vikings? I was gonna say the Vikings. The the you know what? Oh, what are those countries called? Like uh, what? It'd be Scandinavians. The Scandinavian countries. I have no clue. Okay. I have no clue. I don't think I I, I don't think they were any serious confrontations between the full Roman Legion and Vikings. I really don't think so. I can't think of any major battles, but, you know, the I mean, the Roman Legion fought very little major... The Roman Le the, the entire Roman Empire just didn't die in one single... It died over just over time. Kind of like ours. 
Kind of like our our society is dying slowly. You know, God damn it, Andy, can I get through once? <laughs> um, so, settings and places this issue. Kind of a little cooperation. <laughs> we got the vehicle testing center where the Land Raider and Killdozer are kept. With Judge MacArthur. Yep. We hear from Judge Dredd that there is a mega penitentiary in Mega City 1, which is run by a governor. Um, we have Mega School 3, which has holographic projectors and rooms, a robotic hall monitor named Rita, and uses soundproof boxes for electro-discipline, which is pretty fucked up. Um, yeah. Characters, we have Judge MacArthur. He's the guy who introduces Judge Dredd to Land the Land Raider and the Killdozer, and was somehow involved in selecting who was on the mission. And this is our first time meeting this character, which yeah. is interesting. Um, he gets a, lo a lot of kind of screen time, in, in a way, for this issue, for a guy we never met before. Yeah. Um, so, inter other interesting things that I really like, though. Kind of there's an assistant to the Grand Judge we had never heard about before. That... Yeah. Um, well, we have Judge Jack, who apparently served with Dredd during the Robot Rebellion, which is more continuity. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. I love that shit. We have Judge Patton, another judge selected to journey across the Cursed Earth with Dredd, Probably a reference to General, General Patton, General George Warfare. Smith Patton Jr., perhaps, who was a big tank commander, a big like uh, armored infantry for the Far U.S. Across during Egypt and, and the Mediterranean, World War II, Rommel the Desert Fox. Uh, I, I, that's one of my favorite parts. I like that guy. I really like. I, have you I mean, seen the movie Patton? It's pretty good. No, I have not, but I, I did play a Call of Duty game where that where you play as like the Desert Fox, or you oh, play yeah. it in Do that you? part. Oh, okay. I'm right. not sure if you play as the Desert Fox, but you play in that war scenario. Um, also, uh, I'm not sure which Call of Duty it was. It was a long time ago. Because people don't know that a lot, of, a lot of World War II was fought in Egypt. Oh, yeah. Um, Judge Gradgrind, um, so... <laughs> yeah, that stupid name. So here's the thing. Mr. Thomas Gradgrind is the notorious school board superintendent in Charles Dickens' 1854 novel, Hard Times, right. who is dedicated to the pursuit of profitable enterprise. His name is now used generally, to, uh, generically to refer to someone who is hard and only concerned with cold facts and numbers. Alright. Uh, we also have governor of Men Mega Penitentiary, who's not really given a name or background. Yeah. And then we have Spikes Harvey Rotten. They say that Spikes Harvey Rotten, but that's not the... I remember the big... I remember the big, he beefy, was... red-nosed... So I have a theory about that. Uh, big mustache, Big beard. handlebar mustache. Very typical biker look, right? Yeah. Um, he was formally introduced as the leader of the Muties during the, uh, leader of the Muties gang during the Mega City 5000 in issue 40. Right. Uh, here his spikes is drawn much different. Perhaps he had his face altered or maybe he had altered himself to appear more biker-like and now they just reverted him back to how he was. Oh, that's a good theory. I don't know if that's true or, or not. I think maybe prison life has been really hard on him and now he looks all gaunt. Effed. Yeah, maybe yeah. he had to shave his beard and stuff. But now, uh, he is just being accused of gun-running for the Muties and not being the leader of it. That's true, too. They, um, yeah. But it also means that he has previous knowledge of what to expect in the Cursed Earth. Because he's been outside. Because he's been outside running guns to the mutants. Yep. Running guns to the mutants, and that's how they have those firearms. And he's also a skillful biker. So That's cool world-building. It's good world-building, right? Yeah. I appreciate that. So, this is where we're going to get into some shit. Because he's good on a bike, and he knows he knows the curse of Earth, so yep. why wouldn't Judge Dredd want him? Yep. Well, other than he's a lawbreaker. I ain't a lawbreaker. I knew he was the one percent. I mean, he... I'm, I, I've, I've been friends with lawbreakers before, like Max Normal, the pinstripe <laughs> freak, who we'll never talk about ever again. Thank um, God. So. Don Ugliaplino. <laughs> Don Ugliaplino, the, the, the ape gang. Um, so, items and technology. This is where we're going to get into some shit. 
The K2001 Land Raider, a four-wheel drive thermonuclear engine flamethrower machine gun and special compartment for vaccine safe transport. This is like a big APC. It is... It's cool as hell. It's cool. But I have a picture pulled up here of Damnation Alley, and it is, like, hey, identical. Like, it's The fucking, Land from Damnation Alley. It is, like... Not the electric sheep, as I referred to it earlier. That's the name yeah. of the, the block I found the picture on. Yeah. It is damn near identical to the thing in, in Damnation Alley. But weirder still, right? Let me get to this. I don't want, I don't want to spoil it with you seeing what's going on. Okay. Um, the Killdozer, which is the back half secondary part of the Land Yeah, the, the, the tank. Yeah. Which is totally not a 40K Land Raider. Um, is equipped with Nemesis rockets, a cannon, la laser guns, Las not las cannons, cannons, two quasar bikes, and a nuclear and is nuclear blast proof. These two vehicles, as it turns out, very closely resemble a toy in the Max Box Adventure 2000 range. Um, it is very uncanny. I'm going to show you a picture of what these toys looked like. Okay. Uh, this is a real thing that came out back then. It is... That looks exactly like it. It's the exact... It's got the it, same it sloped hood. It's got it the detachable the uh, Land Raider. And it's called the Raider Commander. Um, and it came out in 1977. So they just took this toy design and then they put it in their comic. Yep. And... It looks cool. I mean, I thought comics in, in the 80s, TV shows were designed to sell toys. Instead... Now we have toys designed to sell comics. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing, right? Um, I'm going to get to one last reference here, and then one last bit about the technology, and then we're going to get into the 40K stuff. Okay. War droids, which are incapable of speech, come equipped uh, with uh, multiple arms. They are part of the crew of the Killdozer. The Adeptus um, Mechanic. That's what they remember. The, 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 their third and fourth arms on their shoulders. These droids come with the Killdozer. They have three arms and look suspiciously like Space Marines from 40K. There's a, there's a similarity. <coughs> so I found this out. As it turns out, the original creators of Warhammer 40K were heavily influenced by Judge Dredd in particular. I got that vibe a lot. Um, in fact... Their original name was called Rogue Trader, which you know. Oh, yeah! They changed their name because it was considered too similar to a 2000 AD comic that aired the same time as Judge Dredd did called Rogue Trooper. So, at wow. the time, Citadel was making Dredd figurines as well. So, when they when uh, Games Workshop wanted to make their own stuff, they had to change their name to be different. So, they're like, why don't they call it Warhammer 4000? Instead of... But here's the thing, Brian uh, Ansel, who owns Game Workshop at, at the time, wanted the series to be set even farther in the future, and thus Warhammer 40,000 40, literally gets its name because of Judge Dredd. Wow. It would have been Rogue Troopers still. That's awesome as hell. Um, and then, on top of that, right, I did not know this, and because this is really cool, I love this. There is even a body of Marines... On Adeptus Terra, which is 40K's dystopic version of Earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Holy Mother Terra. Terra that most are they are called the Adeptus Arbides. Um, I love Arbides. The Adeptus Arbides, as in Arbiters, are the police force of Adeptus Terra, devoted to enforcing Imperial law throughout the entire Imperium. They are utterly dedicated and without mercy. The Arbides are feared throughout the galaxy, for they have the agents of a of the harsh law, where failure and incompetence are crimes, and only punishment the only punishment is death. They are empowered to act as judge, 
jury, and executioner. Citizens have no rights and are only members of the and only members of the priesthood of Terra or the Inquisition could claim anything as elaborate as a trial. And this is what they fucking look like. Oh shit! That's just a judge. It's a fucking. It's got the fucking shoulder, the one dude, shoulder pad. Yep. It's. Like, if you look up the minis for these guys, they're literally, like... They're little handcuffs! They're, like, even more futuristic judges, basically. They're wow. Like, they're, like, the literally... The pads! Yeah, they're literally, like, space marine judges. So, Okay, yeah, holy shit. There is literally a, a Adeptus Astart, uh, Arbides, which is literally judges. How fucking cool is that, That's right? That's fucking cool as they, hell. So, I mean, Warhammer 40,000, uh, uh, Games Workshop, is like, oh, we love Judge Dredd a lot. So, here's the thing... My question is, does this mean that Warhammer 40k is the future of Judge Dredd? I mean, no. There, okay, here's, here's, <laughs> the, here's the other question, though. Here's the other thing. Okay, I'm waiting. There are people that have special abilities that we have not met in the comic books yet. The Psychers, the Precogs. They are called Psychers. Yeah. Which is something that is also a thing in 40k. Sometimes something just influences something. I mean, I mean that's... Get your Pepe Silvia wall out of here! <laughs> it's really, really similar. <laughs> uh, that being said, that's fucking cool. I, I did not know that one of my hobbies is it's, influenced it's, by this other hobby. I mean, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, terrible slang made up words, Judge Red One Liners. Oh, good. We don't want to say the, the terrible word again. Man with his hyper technology <laughs> can travel to the moon and beyond, yet he still made a real mess of his home planet. Hyper, hyper technology. Drock it, I'm not a schoolboy, I'm a judge. <laughs> I love I'm not a big boy. I want my own ass. I could go to, I could make poo poo in the toilet. I'm a That's big how I'm boy. a big boy. Um, uh, and then we have world building. So. Mega Penitentiary has a 99% reform rate for their prisoners. Yes. Wow. wow. Again, Unless, you know, you know, sometimes you get fake numbers and you just bump those numbers up to look really good for the warden and the governor. But at the same time, like, if anyone from these, who comes out of these prisons commits crime, that's got to drive it down. That yeah. has to, right? Like, but there's so much crime in Mega City 1. That's so weird. Only once. You only get one crime. Maybe like the the number of people imprisoned is so small that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They we have they just love killing. We haven't seen the ISO cubes. We don't really know. Um, I I'm curious about this because I don't know the 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 historical accuracy of the whole Romans versus Vikings. Vikings. But I don't know much about the Romans versus skin. I know Romans. You know they they complain a lot about barbarians. Yeah. But a barbarian to a Roman is someone who wasn't Roman. Yeah. I I'm curious whether or not. If that isn't accurate, does this show that the record of human history it's, is getting like flawed. slowly more inaccurate over I've time? I've always liked that in like future things. I've always wondered about what if they like in the future they're like, oh yeah, in two thousand, Jesus and, and Barack Obama, best friends. <laughs> the one of the things I really appreciate that in is apparently I don't think I got to this, but I read about it uh, in the Wheel of Time series. It's revealed that uh, I think it's Robert Jordan wrote that. Yeah. Right? 
furnished finished by uh was it his friend Robert or his it's son? like it's like no it wasn't finished by son, it was finished by another author yeah. who wrote the Kingslayer Chronicles I can't oh, remember okay, his I name didn't is. know that but um oh uh, I know that guy because we have a friend in Captain who really likes yes him. we do I can't think of what his name is right off the top of my head oh it's Sean. Uh, yes, Sean. That's who it was. Uh, no, the the uh, Sean's the friend we have in Kevin. Who likes that series? <laughs> in, his, in in that series, though, there's magic and crazy stuff, yeah. and it's revealed that it's actually set in the far flung future of Earth, right? Because there is in a in a museum there is a hood ornament that it describes of a Mercedes that's meant to represent a long lost age of machines and avarice, basically. There's which is fucking which cool. Is a, which is a kind of a Stephen King moment in uh, in um, the uh, the Dark Tower series. Oh yeah. There's you know how close, you know there's there's Earth and there's Midworld and Outworld all those all these different dimensions pierced together by the Dark Tower, which which pierces together all realities and held together by the beams and the rods. Yep. It's a big thing. But uh. Um, what's his name? The one bad guy, you know, um, oh. he's in The Stand, he's in the Dark Tower series, he's the bad guy, he's played by, you know, the guy from Interstellar in the new Dark Tower. Oh, I can't Matt remember. Damon. No, the other bad guy, the other guy from Interstellar. Oh, uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba. No, Idris Elba's the good guy. <laughs> um, anyway... He, Matt you know, McConaughey. Matt McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. He's played by Matt McConaughey. I can't remember his name, but um, it's like the gentleman or something. Like it's weird. Like the that. Man in Black is Man in Black. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so at one point in the books, I was reading Went Through the Keyhole, and he pulls out this this thing, and this kid's like, "What's that?" And he goes, "This is the 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 ride from a Mercedes whatever car." And he goes, and "The kid's from you know Outworld. He doesn't yeah. know about cars or anything." He goes, "What's that?" And he goes, "Ah, it's the it's the convertible. From, it's the it's the." It's the four sort, the four seater, the four door car of America. Oh my god! And the god. kids are like really confused. What the fuck? Um, you've mentioned this before, but this is the last bit of world building. This saga of the Cursed Earth draws a lot of inspiration from Damnation Alley. Damnation Alley. Alley. So Damnation Alley is a 1969 science fiction novel by American writer Roger Zelazny. Zelazny. Uh, based on a novella published in 1967. Um, a film adaptation of the novel was released in 1977. So literally oh, the, wow, same the same year, year as Judge Dredd. So we've got a toy lineup that's come out at the same time. We've got fucking movie came out at the same time. So they're being influenced by like regular stuff that's happening. Yeah, them. they're just like, um, uh, what's really cool? So I didn't know much about Damnation Alley, so I wikied it. And this is what we have. The story, oh, the plot's pretty much the same. It's... I, it's Basically the same. <laughs> the story opens in a post-apocalyptic Southern California in a hellish world shattered by nuclear war decades before. Several police states have emerged in place of the former United States. Hurricane force winds above 500 feet prevent any sort of air travel from one state to the next. And sudden, violent, unpredictable garbage storms. And giant, mutated animals and insects make day-to-day -day life a mini-hell. Yeah. Hell Tanner, an imprisoned killer, is offered a full pardon in exchange for taking on a suicide mission, a.k.a. Running uh, the vaccine. A drive through Damnation Alley across a ruined America from Los Angeles to Boston as one of three Landmaster vehicles attempting to deliver an urgently needed plague vaccine. It's the same goddamn thing. It really is. Like, all of it. But the thing is, the Damnation Alley movie, which I saw years ago... I do not remember him having a really cool crew. Like, Dread seems to be getting a cool crew here. Yeah. Which is... I love when they put the, the, together put the, the team together. The team together. That's one of my favorite tropes of all time. <laughs> um, Rick and Morty does a really good bit about that. I love that <laughs> shit. You son of a bitch, I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. 
I love yeah. that joke. I love getting the crew together. I love the montages. I just love everything, anything when that happens. Um, last but not least. Also, my favorite trope is when the old crew comes back together for one final heist. <laughs> That's one of my favorite fucking things whenever that happens in any movie. It's I'm Blues like, Brothers style. Yeah, right? it's like 10 out of 10. Best movie. We're best movie. <laughs> We're getting the crew back together. I'm in. You yeah. son of a bitch, I'm in. Um... Death count for this issue. Sparks Harvey, Spikes Harvey Rotten strangles his warder or prison guard with his own chains in front of a group of children. Yeah! Those kids are traumatized. For the rest but of their lives. Them. That's the only way to, to punish children. Holy shit. So, that's a thing. That's a lot going on. Um, Did you get like a, 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 a the wall vibe from that school? Not really. But like, cause you know, you you, you ever seen the wall by uh, it's a it's this movie by um, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Really? I yeah. thought it was a I thought it was a. Well, it's an album and a movie and a song. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and it's just about this unbearably overbearing schoolmaster, and it's it's really weird. It gave me nightmares as a kid. Interesting. I have to check that. I did not know it was like a movie. I thought it was only a song. I don't. I've never listened to Pink Floyd. So it's an know. album and a movie and a song. Okay. Um, is there anything else about this you wanted? I just thought it was really... I love the fact that I found out that Judge Dredd seriously inspired 40K, which is super cool. That is really awesome. I did not... I always thought in the back of my mind, oh, yeah, two British companies, they probably have some inspiration. I didn't know it was that close. It was, like, directly inspired. Yeah. Super um, cool. <laughs> so, I just had a quick question about the Curse of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Because of the the constant asteroids or whatever, does that mean it's always dark out there? Is this inspiring the Brotherhood of Night? Is it like always dark out there? The Brotherhood of Darkness. They say nothing can grow out there. Nothing can grow, but we do see like and gaps. Mr. Eek is evolved not to have eyes. That was which, Mr. Buzz. Oh, Mr. Buzz, you're right. Yep. Because um, Mr. Eek was uh, Eek Eek. Uh, oh, he was one and, of the, the ape gang. The ape gang. Don. Yeah. Oh yeah, please no. Yeah. Uh, it's Mr. Buzz, who was very Bat-like and Batman-ish. Um, and, you know, in a state of perpetual darkness, you would evolve that you have very great vision or no vision at all. Yeah. I, it's, it's a, that's a good point. Um, we're going to... I think we're going to learn a little bit about this. Okay, I want to see if it's... Because if there's daylight, I'm going to be a little disappointed. It, it does say... The guy does say, like, it makes it impossible for... Uh, Anything to grow. to grow, yeah. It, we think that would be a lack because of a lack of sunlight. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it follows. Also, you know, irradiated monsters and shit attacking. Yeah. You know, like, you got to deal with what's the fucking giant lizard from Fallout called every day? Uh, Deathstalker? Yeah, Deathstalker. The oh. fucking, those are just like, oh, oh, get off my lawn. Like, it's just everywhere. Deathstalkers are never, never an easy fight in any Fallout game. I, I'm a big fan. Um, so, do you want, are you good to move on to issue 63? Hell yeah. Okay. Well, okay. The Angel Clan or whatever they were called. So, we are back for issue 63, which is The Devil's Lapdogs. PK, if you want to, uh, if you want to describe what's going on in this, uh, this opening image, this multi, multi-page uh, art, Jesus. go for it. Okay, so the, the very first panel. Yep. Uh, oh, I didn't see that there's a lady there, too. Yep, there's a lady there, um, too. This wild man, this this man with beard down to his, his belly button and, and hair crazy and everything, and there's a whole mob behind him all with old-fashioned weapons and pitchforks and stuff. Yep. And they seem to be yelling and condemning these uh these two these two young people. They also look you know, they don't they're not well to do. One's in overalls and one's in like a a uh, uh, a threadbare uh dress or whatever. And these oh, this young little... couple is staked, like tied. Yeah, they're to tied stakes. to stakes. Yep. 
He's got like a little SMG, a little submachine gun on his belt too. Yep, and they they got some rifles in the back, not just pitchforks. Yeah, but it uh, behind them. If you want to describe what the what the background here looks like. Oh wow, I didn't even really notice that. Neither did I. These houses have like spikes and anti-aircraft guns and turrets all on top of their on the roofs and shit. So this is clearly this is like a well a well fortified town. This is clearly out in the cursed earth. Somewhere. Yeah, this is this yeah. is not Mega City One. No, uh, this is. This isn't your. This isn't your grandmother's cursed earth. <laughs> this is, you know, this is real this hardcore. Is the, stuff. This, is, this is the new. This is the new shit. The new hotness. Our narr our narration text here says, in the town of Deliverance, in the cursed earth, a stretch of radioactive wasteland left over from the atomic wars, a grim execution is shortly to take place. Oh shit, they're gonna execute him. Well, and the stakes. Yep, yeah, and we have the, the guns. The the guy with the cra crazy wild hair is uh, yelling to the to the town square basically. Go I'll, I'll Oh, I'm you. him? Okay. Right. Oh you gotta be all right. Townsfolk Samuel and Rebecca, you have been found guilty of stealing food from your neighbors. Have you anything to say before the sentence is carried out? I appreciate that voice. The young man and woman are, are like screaming and their 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 faces are filled with horror as the young man responds. Oh man, look at his gaunt cheeks and yeah, everything. They're not healthy looking. No. Um, no one is very healthy looking out here. Please, lawgiver, my wife and I, we were so hungry. It drove us crazy. We we won't do it again. But the lawgiver we now zoom in on, and he's just like He looks like like Rasputin or what? something. He looks just Th insane. Look at his sunken eyes and his nose and, and his like his hairline starts at his eyebrows. Like yeah, it's all these it's, huge sloping eyebrow ridges. And he's holding uh something very interesting. Is that a judge's staff? It is a staff with the eagle of the judges on it. Dude, with another I already seven. Is he like a judge who took the long walk and is now Googling over this time with an iron fist? Whoa, that's my maybe. guess. That's okay, my official that, guess. That's your guess. Okay, we're gonna maybe we'll find out more about that. Okay. Well, but this guy is like gesturing towards uh, Wait, the is, reader. Is the long walk even a thing yet? We I haven't we, okay. we haven't introduced the long walk. That was purely the ni 1995 movie. You're right. So the guy is saying, "We are all hungry in deliverance. That can be no excuse. I hereby sentence you to death." It's very he's very judge like. The more I read this, yeah. To be eaten alive by the devil's lapdogs. I, the lawgiver, have spoken. So these young couple have stolen food from the from their community. It's from my throat. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get some water. Make sure. Oh, you I, I'm a bottle of water. Okay. Um. So this young couple has stolen food, and they're going to be sacrificed to the devil's lapdogs. Yeah. And he is the lawgiver, which is also the name of the judge's pistol, which is interesting. Um, and he, has, he has the staff with the judge's motif. And he has the judge's staff. Yeah. Uh, turning the page, we see the Land Raider and the Killdozer, which are linked up, are rumbling across the Cursed Earth. Yep. Meanwhile, the Land Raider is plunging across the Cursed Earth on a rescue mission to Mega City 2. On board, a crew of judges and robots and a lawbreaker, Spikes Harvey Rotten. And Spikes uh, is saying from inside the uh, Killdozer, go for it. <laughs> That's five million credits you owe me, Spikes! You owe you oh, owe now. Oh, oh sorry, that, that's sorry. That's uh, that's Judge Jack. Yeah. Uh, let me, th let me think. What would Judge Jack sound like? Uh, that's five billion credits you owe me now, Spikes. Pay up. I ain't paying you nothing, Judge Jack. And now we see inside they are playing some kind of fucking 
like spiral what? Yeah, what board is, game. It's like the game of life, but like there's like spaceships and, and it's like spirals upward. It's very weird. Judge Jack and Harvey Rotten and maybe a robot are playing together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the robot's also playing. Yeah, I think the robot is playing. And Judge Jack says, Hey, I don't remember that chance card in the pack. Here, let's have a look, you cheat. Why should I? <laughs> and talking of cheating, I don't I don't remember you letting any of my spaceports. Why you? And they the two of them like let go yeah, of they're it. Yeah, they're about to throw fists at each other. Meanwhile the robot is like, like counting the money and, <laughs> and the robot it's is like, like the money is going flying everywhere. The money's the robot's like taking a Ooh, I'm gonna win this game. It's the fucking Monopoly money. It's just grabbing all of it. Um, meanwhile, Judge Dredd, in the, win. Judge Dredd in the background breaks the two of them up. If you gentlemen have quite finished... Judge Dredd, their leader, speaks. May I remind you that we are on a vital mission to Mega City 2? If we don't get through with the vaccine, thousands will die. That was, yeah, Spikes, that's... you and me are going out on a... Uh, Oh, I have I have it written down. One second, I have it written down. Reconnaissance. It's pronounced "recce," which is a very British military term that is a short slang for reconnaissance. Oh, okay. So hey, I was I called it. Spikes, you and me are going out on a recce on the quasar bikes. A recce. We are you gonna like light candles and we're gonna go off this candlelight, like candlelit picnic. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> What's a recce, dude? A recce is a reconnaissance mission. Okay. Um, so Judge uh, Dredd and Spike's Harvey Rotten are hopping on their bikes, still inside the killdozer. Yeah, like the the, the, the thing has the... The hatch know, in the back is going to lower. Yeah. Um, Which is a cool design. It's really how. cool. Uh, go for Spike's Harvey Rotten if you'd like. Boy, these Q-bikes, because they're called Quasar bikes. Yep. These Q-bikes look like a dream. What's the top of the tip? What's the... <laughs> What's to stop me from taking off on mine, judge boy? And as they roar out of the back of the killdozer uh, into the cursed earth, a self-destruct mechanism on your bike, Spikes, linked to my Q-bike. Should you get any funny ideas, I just flick a switch and... Boom! No more Spikes Harvey Rotten. Aw, shucks. Might I also add, they are not wearing any, like, protective gear. No, no respirators. No, Nothing. just out there in the curse of the earth. You know? Which, if there's a lack of any kind of flora... There shouldn't be much be air. oxygen. Also, it's radiation everywhere, apparently. Yeah. And there, they should be... No, no, no hazmat suits, no protective gear. No. Just out, out we go. Short sleeves, Harvey Rotten. Yeah. Um... We have a, like, a little pop-out of Dredd's face with uh, Harvey looking on in the background. Um, and Dredd says, Let's get one thing straight, Spikes. You're on this mission because you're the best biker in the business. Help us get through to Mega City 2 and you get a free pardon. Free pardon. Just like the guy in uh, Damnation Out. Yeah, that's um, right. The, the, what was his name? Uh, the... We just read it. Yeah, we just read it. Whatever. Main character. Uh, but you're still a lawbreaker, and I don't like lawbreakers. And I don't like judges neither, judge boy! And now we can see the two of them are riding, like, along a cliff edge overlooking the... Over, uh, riding along a cliff edge overlooking the spike-filled Yeah, town. you can see all the spikes on the roofs of those buildings. And uh, Judge Dredd is saying, Hey, a strange town down there. All the roofs are covered in spikes. Come on, let's take a closer look. I don't, just look how smug Spike Harvey Rotten looks at this little pop-out panel. He's just—he's he's just like uh, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's having a good time. 
I don't uh, like judges neither, judgey boy. Judgey boy. Shut up. To stop saying judgey boy is the worst. Kaiba boy. <laughs> Kaiba boy. Fucking my favorite bad guy Maximilian Pegasus. Maximilian Pegasus. <laughs> like my Toontown. Worst cards in the game. Um, <laughs> in, in town, we cut back to the, uh, the, the lawgiver, wild hair, extending his arm to the heavens and uh, yelling out to the townsfolk. Uh, uh, in the town. Yep. The winds are gathering soon. It will be soon. <laughs> I did the wrong phrase. The wrong spacing. Keep 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 emphasizing the weird weird fucking words. I appreciate. The it. winds are gathering. Soon it will be time for the devil's lapdogs to attack. Is there any message you wish me to pass on to your loved ones, my child? And the young woman is crying out from behind him. Mercy, lawbreaker. We beg you. No. And now we have. Uh, the lawbreaker is looking on as the the young man and woman are like screaming, and he says to them, "How I wish I could be merciful, my child, but I have no choice. The demons of the air must devour you because that is the law." And we see like he looks kind of sad. He doesn't look happy well, he about does, this. Yeah, you know? he's a little kind of downtrodden. Like he doesn't really want to be doing this. Yeah. Um, and we have <laughs> Judge Dredd's massive face cuts into frame. He's going to set the thing. It's So we're recording, and it's this massive Judge Dread face. Him just yelling with his mouth open, I am the law! Let them go! So he did the line. He said the thing. He said the thing that he's famous for saying that we haven't heard him say yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he... We see... No, no. That's not the thing. That's, not, that's only from the movie, I that's think. That's only from the movie, I okay. think. Okay. Um, and we now zoom out and we see like the townspeople with like guns are watching from the ruins yeah. as Dredd talks to this lawgiver uh, who is saying to him, A judge, eh? You may be the law in Mega City, in Mega City but out here I rule these people. The, I, but I... Wow. He, is, he is, has a confusing cadence. <laughs> but out here I rule these people stole. They must die. And we see now that these the guys who were, were in the foreground are now closing in on Judge Dredd with guns drawn. Mm -hmm. uh, and Dredd realizes he's outgunned. And the, the lawgiver says to him... <laughs> oh, wow, that's harsh. Yeah. For interfering, you will die too! Billy Joe, Franklin, Woodrow, take him inside. Hurry, it is almost time. And one of the guys says, Drop that gun, slowly does it, Judge. So as these guys are, uh, as Judge Dredd is disarmed and he has his hands above his head, and yeah. the other guys are like escorting him to a jail we see in the background. Oh yeah, there, yeah. Uh, everyone has like long windswept hair. Yeah, they because they, they, you know, they're wild men out in the fringe, fringe of society. Yep, and the Dredd, French of society. The French of society, the wild French people. Um, but Dredd is thinking to himself, "What happened to Spikes? He was supposed to follow me and back me up. I figured I could trust him that far." Yes, I think you're wrong. Why would you ever think that? You, you gave said him a you were gonna blow him up, and you said that like not only that, you got off your bike, so yeah, you now can't you... blow up his bike. Um, inside, we cut to Dread behind bars with the lawgiver speaking to him, along with a bunch of armed guards. Yeah, the lawgiver is saying, "Fasten all the doors and bolt the windows. Within a, within a few moments, the devil's lapdogs will strike." Suppose you tell me just what kind of horror show you're looking forward to so much. 
replies Dread. And this guy gets super intense for a hot second. Yeah, gets a close-up uh, on his face. And we see, it, like, uh, he's telling this while, like, this wind sucks up a woman in a dress and a big... Like, oil, tra uh, oil like tanker. Oil truck. Yeah. And he's saying... Do not mock me, Judge. The lapdogs are a punishment upon all us. A punishment for our wrongdoing. And now we go into, like, narrative text as, uh, or the, the paragraph block text, as we see this vortex sucking up people into the, into the air. Judgment for the Great Atomic War. When the war was over, great winds swept the land, hurling horses. Houses. Houses. <laughs> houses, cars, rocks, high into the sky. And now, I want to have you describe what we see. We see what looks like a, uh, a bunch of, like, debris with rats jumping from, like, floating chunk to floating chunk. Yep. And it says, uh... I, go, go for it. A vast belt of flying garbage was formed. A death belt where nothing could survive. Nothing except, nothing except for the creatures that thrive on garbage. The devil's lap dogs. Rats. And what? So there are like rats that fly down from the sky on their garbage ships. The okay. devil's lapdogs. So when the atomic wars happened, some rats got blown into the sky where all the garbage is now. Oh my god. And they live up there. Um, up there in the death belt, they've learned how to glide on air currents. So when the winds sweep down the earth to earth, they come down too. A savage horde, hungry for food. One bite from these rats is certain death. As we're getting like a close-up and they have horrifying. terrifyingly sharp teeth. Yeah, like horrifying vampire fangs. Yeah. Like serrated teeth. All these pointed flying rats that don't, they're not winged. They don't have like their 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 limbs spread out like a flying squirrel. No. They're just arrow-like riding on wind currents. <laughs> and so the guy the guy continues. It's so dumb. <laughs> and they always pick our town to attack. That's why I say it's a punishment upon deliverance. So were you expecting flying rats? <laughs> I was not expecting flying rats. With like no no signs of wing. They just, they just kinda like they just kinda bullet through the air. Yep. They just I, they have no means to fly, but they are just flying. I was not expecting that. It's, I mean I've seen the balloon rats from like Shovel Knight and stuff, and that makes more sense than the propeller rats. That's oh. what they were. From Shevlin, that makes more sense than this. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, does it? <laughs> just, why not just, it, why not just, if you can go down to the ground, why not just live on the ground? Because all the garbage is up in the sky. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> They've evolved to ride air currents, you know, <laughs> flying rafts. I can't do it with this. It reminds me of um the, the movie Sunny with a Chance of Meatballs, where the yeah. guy invents winged, winged rats. So it's literally like he just invents this new plague on the earth. Um... Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I love that movie. And I the do, sequel. Both and, were really good. Yeah. Dude, that had, had a really good cat. It had like Shaquille O'Neal in it. and Wasn't it? Was it Shaquille O'Neal or was it uh, Terry Tate? Or Mr. T. It was Mr. T. Oh, it was Mr. T as the cop. That's yep. right. I fucking loved Mr. T. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, we turn the page. We see like the people are like warning. Because that couple is still out there tied to the stake. Right? Right. And Judge Dredd's taken captive. Um, and someone says, listen to that squeaking log ever. They're coming. There must be thousands this time. And like the log ever just like suddenly looks very serious, very yeah. morose. Sound the siren. 
Man, the flak guns. And now we have those big, like, mortar guns that were on top of the buildings. They're just, there's like a big siren going off. Oh my god. And there's, like, just a cloud. Like, imagine the the raining arrows from the movie 300, but rats. Uh, like the part in here with Jet Li and like the, the wave of arrows. Yep. But it's rats. But rats. Rats from the sky. Which I would argue is worse than arrows. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have give rats it, yeah. shot on me. Why would you live above ground in this case? Why don't you li- why don't you dig underground? Because that's not where the town is. <laughs> okay. Why would you live below the town? Just li- move their town underground. <laughs> um. Someone says. There's more than ever before. The sky is black with them. We'll never keep that lot at bay. And in a black swarm, the rats sped down the streets. And someone yells out as they're, like, shooting the flat guns. Blast them, boys! Look out! They're hurling themselves against the windows! Oh, my God, they are! And they're, like, dying by the hundreds on, like, the spikes of the roofs. And they're just, like... The rats are like, gliding through the air! And they're, like, flowing through the windows. Like, almost like water or air currents. I can't live with... And we see people are just falling with, like, arms coming out of the swarm. Yeah. By sheer weight of numbers, the rats exploded into a house and in the town square. Uh, and we hear Judge Dredd yelling from inside the jail. For Drock's sake, lawgiver, let me rescue that couple. No crime on earth can justify such a punishment. No, Judge! It is a judgment on them for their wrongdoing! I, the lawgiver, have spoken! Next prog, King Rat. <laughs> There's and, a King Rat. And that is where we end issue 63, The we're, Devil's Lapdogs. We're two issues, three issues into our, our, our Curse of the Earth epic. And it's, and it's goofier than we, rats. It's, pretty, it's goofier than we thought it would be, right? I didn't think this would be happening in the, uh, part three. Oh, no. No, it's we got weird shit to come. Oh, um, my God. We haven't even gotten to Satanus yet. I know about Satanus Rex. I prepared myself for that. <laughs> I prepared myself for Satanus Rex and the alien, you the alien farm. I was unprepared for, for gliding rats. <laughs> uh, settings and places for this issue. We have Deliverance, the town of Deliverance, which is a town in the wasteland of the Cursed Earth, which uh, in which all the buildings have spikes on their roofs. Um, and, and they have anti-aircraft, like... Anti-aircraft... Not anti-aircraft, but anti-air rat guns. Anti-air rat guns. Oh, my God. Uh, characters, we meet Samuel and Rebecca, a couple accused of stealing food from the town of Deliverance, and the lawgiver, an old man, wielding a staff with the eagle of the law on it, and a number seven who distributes law in Deliverance. Are we going to find out more about this guy in the next issues? Because he's still around. Maybe. He, no, he hasn't died. Right. Uh, I will also mention this. The lawgiver was a central orangutan prophet deity in the Planet of the Apes franchise. Mentioned and quoted in the very first two movies, he finally appears in the third, 1973's Battle for Planet of the Apes. Okay, so it's Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Battle for the Planet of the Apes? I only know the, the, the first and third. Okay. But, I'm, but apparently, the title of Lawgiver is a thing from a movie's previous, so maybe I'm, they're referencing that. I'm pretty sure the second one was Beneath the Planet of the Apes, but I'm not positive. I've never watched it. But the character was played it's by John good. Houston. Oh, it's not very good? No. I know the, I've seen the first one. That's about it. It's pretty good. Charles yeah. Heston. Can't complain. Not bad. Um, we don't have a lot of technology of note. Uh, terrible slang. The, the recce, uh, basically, especially it's a British military use of a reconnaissance. How did the British make things sound so 
you know, it's it's a recce for a reconnaissance mission. They make it sound so flippant. What are they? So casual. What's the what's the television? The the, the telly? telly. The telly. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to think about this. Uh, monsters. We finally have monsters. <laughs> flying rats. Flying that, rats. The, literally, that's it. Just flying rats. Because they live up in the garbage belt where there's plenty of... The death the, belt. The garbage would diminish through the years of flying rats being up there eating the garbage. Right. Why wouldn't they move to the ground where they... You know, it's a comic book. It's Patrick, a comic book. Maybe we're trying I'm, too hard. I'm trying too hard to understand the flying rats. So... We'll, they don't even have wings. No, they don't even have wings. They're just, they just dive bomb. Yeah, it's it's as dumb as it sounds. Um, it's so good. Like you could have just made them bats, but instead winged rats. No, that not winged rats. That made more sense. Yeah, that made more sense. No, no. Um, so world building. The Death Belt is a vast array of flying garbage that was thrown into the atmosphere due to the atomic wars, which stays up there like a mile up somehow. That doesn't make sense either. No. Um, we also know that now rats live inside the death belt and have learned to ride the air currents. And when the currents sweep down over the land, the rats come to and devour everything in their path. Mm. And according to the lawgiver, a single bite of these rats can prove fatal. That doesn't make sense. I'm guessing for disease. Rats are disease carriers. Um, yeah. But generally not through their mouth. We And then for deaths, we do see... Rats devour some people, yeah, but we, we don't just, like hands down the rat pits. But we don't really get any confirmed deaths yet. Um, I, I, I thought the rat, people, the rat people from Warhammer, are they called the Scaven. That is from uh, Fantasy, Skaven. Skaven from Fantasy Warhammer. I love that faction. And, and They're pretty cool. That was before Warhammer Fantasy became whatever Weird. it is now. I've heard they've kind of backtracked and gone back to because I've heard good things about uh, those. What are those games where you put you fight hordes in order to Skaven? Uh oh, like like uh. Vermintide. Over oh, Vermintide, yeah. Yeah, the, the video games. I heard good things about those from some, from some friends. I would love... I, I had uh, Lizardman Army way back in the day really? when I was playing. Um, I never played Warhammer Fantasy, but it's always kind of appealed to me. I, I had a lot of issues Before with it. Before Age of Sigmar when it was really weird. Age of Sigmar, yeah, that's that's where it got really not, not fun, I think. Um, is there anything, PK, that you want to go over... Or reiterate for this issue. I, 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 where, where is, where, okay, so, Harvey and, and Dread went out on a reconnaissance mission. Yes. They have no radio contact with, uh, the, with the, the Land Raider or anything? We don't know. Does Bruder, Bruder, that tank, that's really <laughs> really good. Uh, it's, it's rat poof, right? <laughs> it's, Wait, let me check the schedule. It's nu- It's yes. nuclear. It's thermonuclear warproof. But is it ratproof? Let's <laughs> take got flying rats. So if we have flying rats, would that be a problem? How far off Megacity one do you think they are? It's only I, we don't know. They they just took the first left. Oh, they're they're, they're, <laughs> they, they're like like a day's travel. I think they are they're closer than that one time they went to fight the Brotherhood of Darkness. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so. Where's that giant praying mantis? Oh yeah, the forty meter tall praying mantis. Where's that dude? Um, the rat won't fuck with him. Uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> that would be that'd be a rough time. But yeah, I, I said I've said my piece. That's fair. So, do you ready to hear about what's going to be happening next time, PK? Is it King Rat? So, next time on the dreadful Cyberpunk cast, how will Judge Dread escape the voracious horde that is the Devil's Lapdogs? What are the Muty Mountains? And who is the first telekinetic to appear in the Megaverse? Maybe we'll find out why the Dark Brotherhood have returned. And, or the Brotherhood of Darkness. 
And maybe we'll find out next time on the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. My name is Andy. And I am PK. And this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from the, the distant, distant present. present.